You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday. I hope you're ready for the weekend because after this week, I know I most certainly am. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I am also the founder of Whole Nine Sports where you can find all of my written work. Today, we'll finish Trayvon Grimes' perfect fits in the 2021 NFL Draft by looking at his AFC fits. We looked at the NFC fits on Wednesday. Um, Of course, I'm sorry that Apple Podcasts kind of messed up and didn't put my Wednesday or Thursday episodes up there until a couple hours ago, but they're there now if you want to go back and listen to them. They're great listens. I highly recommend them. I had Ross Jackson and Tyler Fornis on there. Also today, we'll look at six fits for offensive tackle Stone Forsythe. He has a lot of fits in the AFC, so as opposed to doing the usual AFC-NFC split, I'm just splitting it down the middle, going three and three in each different segment, just because, again, he has a lot of fits for the AFC. I'm not forcing him into NFC fits if they're not there. Once again, though, thank you to the person who left a review but didn't leave a name on Apple Podcasts, so I'm sorry I can't shout you out personally, but I'll be taking your notes into consideration and working on that to make this the best Gators podcast I possibly can. Please do leave a review or reach out to me in some way so that I can make this the best Gators podcast around. I want to hear from you. I want to improve and kind of cater to your guys' needs. Before we get started, just a quick reminder to follow Locked On Gators wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. Because of the Apple Podcasts issue, I'm not going to say the NFC teams that I put for Trayvon Grimes in case you want to listen to that and not have it spoiled for you right here. So, sorry if you already know, but I'm going to hope that you remember. And if you want to go back and listen, go ahead. If not, reach out and I'll let you know. But the three teams that I put as the best fits for Trayvon Grimes in the AFC, first up, the Baltimore Ravens. He's a big-bodied receiver, which is something that they need. Miles Boykin hasn't really worked out. They don't really have that big-bodied X receiver. They had Des Bryant for a little bit last year, but of course, not this year, and he's just not a good fit right now at this point in his career. Grimes is also a good short option. He's got pretty good hands, a nice catch radius, so he'll be there underneath for Lamar Jackson. But he also does have the ability to stretch the field vertically. I've mentioned this before where he's a leggy runner and he's a long strider, so it doesn't really look like he's moving nearly as fast as he is. But he's got enough speed to sneak up on defenses. And the biggest thing and the biggest reason that he's a good fit with these Baltimore Ravens He's arguably the best blocking receiver in this year's draft class. He is just fantastic and a ton of effort as a blocker, which is something that you don't see often from receivers. But with an offense that is as run heavy as the Baltimore Ravens are, he's a great fit there. 
Next up, the Indianapolis Colts are the next best AFC team for me with Trayvon Grimes. I think he's kind of just Chris Ballard, who's the general manager of the Colts. I think he just fits that need and that style and the skill set that he wants at receiver and that size. It addresses a big need for the Colts. They need pass catchers. They need big-bodied pass catchers. Again, run blocking is a very big strength for Trayvon Grimes, and I think that that would work out perfectly here, as well as with the Ravens, of course. And it gives Carson Wentz, who's, of course, the new quarterback in Indianapolis, another big-bodied option that could play opposite Michael Pittman, be a big threat in the red zone, and would give T.Y. Hilton more opportunities to play in the slot where he's better at in general, and I think he's going to shift more into the slot, again, even more than we've already seen at this point in his career. He's not old, but he's not super young anymore. He's more of a refined route runner than anything else. He's still got enough speed to make plays, but I do think that he'd be better suited in the slot, of course, given his size and play style. So Trayvon Grimes would be another big-bodied outside receiver there. The final AFC fit for Trayvon Grimes, the Denver Broncos, which I know is a little weird, just given that last year they added three receivers in Jerry Judy, um, KJ Hamler, and, of course, former Florida Gator wide receiver Tyree Cleveland. But... They don't really have that big-bodied receiver outside of Cortland Sutton, which it's important to talk about Cortland Sutton here because he could be a free agent after this coming season. He's probably going to demand a pretty penny, assuming he stays healthy and productive. So we've seen him dominate at times and completely take over. So sure, the Broncos might re-sign him, which we've seen them do with guys like Demarius Thomas in the past, but... Trayvon Grimes kind of could be molded to replace Cortland Sutton a bit. There's also no pressure for Trayvon Grimes here to be an early contributor. Of course, he's likely going to be a day three pick. I've said multiple times, I think he's a round five kind of guy. But no pressure to be consistent contributor early here. He could just come in as red zone, even as a threat there. And, I mean, we've I've mentioned this now with the Colts and the Ravens. He's a great blocker. And the Broncos are kind of a team that I think they want to shift more towards running the ball a little bit, even if it's just a wide zone. I think Trayvon Grimes could fit outside here, and I think he'd be a very good fit in the slot here as a big slot, along with guys like Noah Fant, who's a tight end, but he could also play that Kyle Pitts big slot even outside sometimes. So I think Trayvon Grimes is a great fit for the Broncos. He addresses their red zone needs, which is something that they desperately need. And let's just be very honest here. Quarterback play has not been a strength in Denver for the past few years now. Even while Peyton was there, wasn't amazing. So Trayvon Grimes gives another big body receiver for a slightly less accurate quarterback than average. So, bigger body, bigger catch radius, less inaccuracy issues. And Trayvon Grimes, again, if he really, he needs to step up his aggression when the ball is in the air. But if he does that, he can be a serious threat for Denver. Are you looking to maybe make some money during the NFL draft or during the NFL season? Check out betonline.ag. BetOnline even covers award shows 
TV shows, and reality TV. I wish I was using this when Jersey Shore was around, because that would have been amazing. With real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. I can't guarantee that you won't regret it, but I can guarantee that you will have a lot of fun using Bet Online. It's insane some of the things you could find on there to bet on. Seriously, like I've mentioned, I've been using it for years. I would know. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code Locked On. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th through May 1st. Coming back for the second segment, like I mentioned, Stone Forsyth has a lot of fits in the AFC, so I'm going to split them up not by conference, just by three teams in each segment. First up, the only NFC team on this list for Stone Forsyth, the Chicago Bears. I actually very much regret saying this one just because I, I'm not a big Bears fan. I don't like them too much. But their starting tackle, Charles Leno, could be let go not after this season, but after next season without a ton of cap penalty there. And he's got a big cap hit if he does stay on the team. So he could be on his way out, and Stone Forsyth could step into that role. Stone Forsyth also has plenty of power for the scheme. We've seen him just demolish people. He's got a ton of punch. He's a mountain of a man, of course, as we know. He's six foot eight, 307 pounds. He is a freak. And with Charles Leno currently starting, Stone doesn't have to be relied on immediately, so he can develop as a bit of a background player. He could also step in at either tackle spot just in case there might be injury. The first AFC team to talk about here, the Kansas City Chiefs, who were Super Bowl runners-up this year. Last year, they won the Super Bowl, and they might be the absolute best fit for Stone Forsyth. They have a pass-happy offense, and we know he is one of the best pass protectors in the class. They wouldn't rely on him too much in the run game, mainly, again, because of their pass-happy offense. But, of course, when they run it, He's going to have to improve a bit there because they like to spread things out a bit. And even when they aren't running the ball, they like to run jet touch passes. And he would need to work a bit on getting wide and getting out there to block on the move. The Chiefs desperately need offensive line help after the losses of Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher. Of course, they they improved their interior offensive line, but... They currently only have Lucas Nyang as really a promising tackle starter, and Stone could immediately address that need with two great young pass blockers now in Forsyth and Nyang. And the Chiefs have a fantastic coaching staff, so Stone would be coached up by one of the best coaching staffs in football, and he'd have that time to develop. We've seen the Chiefs be patient and 
really find diamonds in the rough. Look what they did with Pat Mahomes. Of course, completely different situation, position, and all that. But we've seen their ability to develop players. The third team to talk about for Stone Forsyth and the second AFC team, the Indianapolis Colts. I know that I already mentioned them with Trayvon Grimes. It's possible that they could both wind up here. They're going in different rounds and different ranges completely from what we're hearing, because it seems like Stone is sliding up a bit, although he was told mid to late round pick by NFL teams. But Stone is a powerful run blocker that could fit right in in this co- in this Colts line. He have to, he would have to replace the recently retired Anthony Costanzo, who is a longtime left tackle for the Colts. And I mean, he was on the decline quite a bit towards the end of his career. So Stone could step in and probably provide the same level of play that Costanza was providing late in his career. Stone could provide that early on in his career. Of course, we've spoken about this plenty. The NFL is becoming a significantly more pass-heavy league. The Colts could be leaning in that direction a little bit with Carson Wentz there instead of Phillip Rivers, who's, while as good as Phillip Rivers played... Carson Wentz, younger, not as healthy, of course, and probably won't be as good as Philip Rivers was, but I do think that with Philip Rivers gone and Carson Wentz in, they might want to lead a bit more towards the passing attack, just a little bit, just a smidge. But one thing that helps the Colts find consistent success is just how good their offensive line has been and still is. So with Costanzo stepping out, if Stone Forsyth would step in, of course, I know that the Colts signed a couple of other offensive tackles that could be starters, but I'm assuming in this case, we're talking about Stone Forsyth, so we're going to place him in as an immediate starter. The Colts have a fantastic offensive line, and Stone would immediately be the probably worst player on that offensive line, but I mean, a lot of people would be. That offensive line really is fantastic just across the board. And being the weak spot on a very talented offensive line isn't a terrible thing because he'd be able to learn from some of the best technicians in the NFL. He would be probably targeted by defensive coordinators because they often target the worst offensive linemen, but he would have plenty of help, a fantastic coaching staff, and great development staff here. And along with having a great coaching staff and great offensive line with him, he'd have a veteran quarterback behind him however you want to talk about Carson Wentz talent is up to you but you cannot deny the fact that he's a veteran quarterback he's seen a lot in this league so he would have a veteran quarterback behind him that could maybe point things out to him help him adjust a little bit as opposed to a college quarterback of course that he worked with in Felipe Franks and Kyle Trask so he would have a veteran quarterback present behind him he would have a fantastic offensive line to his right because Of course, left tackle is the only spot open right now for the Colts. And he wouldn't have a ton of pressure, I think, to succeed early, even if he is an early starter. Just because this offensive line is so good, they would really help him, and it would be just fantastic as a situation for him. While Stone Forsyth isn't the best offensive tackle on the market, Built Bar is the best protein bar on the market. It has 18 delicious flavors, including recent Built Bar Champion, Coconut Brownie Chunk, which is new and improved, so check that out. But personally, I am a cookie dough chunk or peanut butter brownie kind of guy. That's just how I lean with everything, including ice cream, Built Bar, all that. If you're trying to eat clean, but you've got a sweet tooth like me, which demolished my diet, 
that's no longer a problem because now Built Bar is my low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber solution, and it could be yours too. You can even enjoy it if you're keto. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That's LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, 15, 1, 5, to get 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey is happening now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason LaCanfora, and Brian Baldinger, our local experts for every team will make trades and pick the next stars for their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matters to you. And you could even hear me on the Ultimate Mock Draft. So check out Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Back here with the final three fits for Stone Forsyth. First up, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Stone Forsyth, first of all, fits the huge majority of their measurables and trends in their needs and wants, I'll say. He fits the prototypical Steelers offensive tackle prospect that they look at and that they're interested in. Of course, when the pro day happened almost a month ago now, he had not spoken to the Steelers, he told us, but since then, teams have been very active with their meetings, and it would not surprise me at all if they have then taken a look at Stone Forsyth, especially given that his measurables came back and he fit the vast majority of their wants. This offensive line also needs the improvement here, and with his ability to flip in at either side, that would be a massive plus here. And, I mean, sure, pun intended, I guess, on massive, because he's seriously just a freak at his size. Next up, another team that I mentioned as a possibility for Trayvon Grimes, the Baltimore Ravens. I've mentioned this plenty of times. Tyler Fornes has mentioned this as well. I don't, I don't remember if he mentioned it on the podcast, but he's definitely tweeted it. I know that for a fact. The Baltimore Ravens. Stone Forsyth, my comp for him. Orlando Brown Jr. I mean, fantastic pass blocker, good power runner, run blocker. And I think he'd be a fantastic fit in this offense. They want to run the ball right down your throat. Stone Forsyth, whether he's playing left or right tackle, could fill that need. Of course, with the Ravens, he'd be playing right tackle with Orlando Brown Jr. requesting a trade, which is expected to happen on draft night. So keep that in mind. But Ronnie Stanley is coming back from injury. So we'll see how all that plays out. Whether or not Stone might have to play left tackle for a bit. Right tackle. Again, we have no idea what's going to happen. But that's something to keep an eye on that he, I comp them again to Orlando Brown Jr. And Orlando Brown Jr. is on the Ravens and he wants to leave the Ravens reportedly. So that's very important to keep note of. He would also help Lamar Jackson when this offense wants to get more pass heavy. Of course, I think they will always be very run heavy. But I do think if they really want to take that next step, they need to develop their passing game, adding weapons and just being able to drop back more, which they haven't been able to do a ton of without any pressure. And I think Stone Forsyth could really kind of help them change that focus a bit 
and be able to go more pass-oriented. Again, not a ton, but just a bit more pass-oriented without having to worry about pass protection not being able to hold up because, as I've mentioned multiple times now, Stone is a fantastic pass blocker. The final team to look at, and the fifth AFC team, of course, the Los Angeles Chargers. This one is something that I don't know if it will happen at all, but I really do want it to happen. Last year, Justin Herbert was my QB1, and he needs O-line help. So I hope it does happen because I'm a big fan of Stone Forsyth and his fit here. Head coach of the Chargers, Brandon Staley, has acknowledged that they desperately have a need at offensive tackle and that they are looking to upgrade it in any way possible. He even said draft, trade, free agency, whatever they can do, they need to upgrade this offensive line. But one great thing is that Stone Forsyth would give them the luxury of not having to draft an offensive lineman super early. They might have to reach for him a bit, maybe trade up from the third or down in the second and get him there because, again, apparently, according to reports, he's rising a bit, even though I'm sticking with that third-round grade. But they would be able to not go O-line early and help themselves elsewhere and then address offensive line, which, again... That's huge to have that draft capital and that flexibility there. A new offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, has been known to be a power run focused play caller along with his passing game. So it's important to note there that Stone Forsyth, again, could get moving in the power run game where he doesn't have to go laterally too much, but he can work just a downhill. I think that's really a strength for him in the run game. And as a pass blocker, of course, he'd be better than, honestly, probably anybody on this Chargers roster right now, so that'd be fantastic for Justin Herbert. This offense last year, they overperformed. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They overperformed than what everybody expected last year. Defenses will also have a full year of tape now on Justin Herbert, so keep that in mind that defenses are going to be more prepared for Justin Herbert. So this offense will probably come back down to earth a bit this year with all the changes just through defenses being able to adjust better, personnel changes on the roster, the entire coaching staff changing. Stone Forsyth could help bridge that gap a bit. And I will mention again, them not having to go O-line early could help that also a ton. They could even go O-line early and get Stone Forsyth. So they could just double dip in O-line and get possibly two starters out of it. So that's a huge thing to note. That is it for today's episode of Locked on Gators. Next week, draft week, baby. And Monday, we will have one final mock draft Monday review before the 2021 NFL draft. Thank you once again for listening. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work at Whole9Sports.com. That's W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E sports.com. Don't forget to follow Locked On Gators so that you never miss an episode. Don't forget to leave a review or reach out. Let me know how I can improve the show a bit. And just feel free to reach out for anything. I'm always available. I'm practically nocturnal at this point. Also, be sure to check out Locked On Steelers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by Chris Carter, the best daily Steelers podcast around. Keep an eye out for where we could see multiple Gators wind up before next weekend is over. And I'm not just talking about Kyle Trask and Stone Forsyth, who we've already mentioned. There's more to go.